You're listening to Smart Businesses Do This. In today's episode, I'm joined by Pete Vargas. Pete has been educating speakers and entrepreneurs about landing stages and winning stages for over a decade. Today, you'll learn how to grow your business and spread your message through stages. I'm your host, Adam Lyons. Let's get started. You are listening to Smart Businesses Do This, the podcast show for freelancers, side hustlers, and upcoming small business owners who want to transform their current business or business idea into a company that is built to succeed, simple to run, and gives you the freedom to live your life on your own terms. I'm your host, Adam Lyons. Let's get started. In today's episode, we are joined by the one and only Pete Vargas. How are you doing, Pete? Dude, there's something about your voice that every time I hear it, it just fires me up. Like just uh, like the most authentic and you're like, this dude cares for you. So your community is uh, uh, blessed, my friend. So thank you. Thank you so much. Now, for everybody listening, just so you know, Pete is one of the most incredible people in the world. And I want to share a story about why I think you're so inspirational, Pete, because one of the things that, that I've done to grow my career is actually traveled around the world speaking on different stages. And in fact, I made my debut in 2006 when I was invited to Hollywood to speak on a stage for the first time ever. And I was blown away. I went from literally a nobody, no one knew who I was, to later on that week on a, a very popular blog in the dating industry, I was ranked as the third best dating expert in the world, which completely transformed my life. And yeah, it was, it was big. It was huge. And it, it literally built my entire career. If I hadn't done that, I wouldn't be where I am today. And I remember I was so nervous for like a month being like, should I do this? Shouldn't I do this? Like, and looking back, I can't even believe I thought that I wouldn't do it. You know, it, it's so obvious that it was the right choice looking back on it. And there is one stage that I have always wanted to speak on. And a lot of my friends have spoken on it, Pete. And it's the Grant Cardone 10X stage. It's my Moby Dick. It's my white whale. One day I want to stand on that stage and I want to transform people's lives. And what I love about that stage is everybody up there that I have seen speak on that stage is someone who I know personally knows Grant, was invited, has, has worked with him for years. And then there was one person I saw that go up on that stage and I'm like, man, I don't know how that person's connected to Grant Cardone. And then I learned that that person had actually reached out cold and managed to get themselves the only speaking spot of that kind that Grant Cardone has ever given. And Pete, that person was you. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. So there's a major nugget that I want to reemphasize that you just threw a golden gem out to your whole community. And I want them to hear that. And then I'll tackle the grant thing too. But the golden nugget was he went from like nobody, no name, best kept secret. Like in Adam's heart, he probably said, I've got something that can change relationships and I've got something deep in me. Nobody knows about me. And one stage, one, one stage didn't just give him the profits and the, the money and the revenues that a stage can generate. It gave him positioning in the market. He moved to number three. So what I really encourage people, yes, stages are the fastest way to get your message out to the world. Yes, stages are the fastest way to grow your business, but they're also the fastest way to position you because you're no longer the one in the audience doing all of the networking, shaking the hands, kissing the babies. Like I'm being a little funny now, but like really you're not the one 
You're the one that everybody's looking up to. And when you do a good job on that stage, literally you go from best kept secret to the third ranked, like you said here, like I want people to hear that because I talk a lot about your message getting out there. I talk a lot about the revenues that are generated from stage, but sometimes I can't quite get across how quickly it will position you to or position you. And you just gave an incredible story of that in regards to Grant. Yeah, dude, most people, like a lot of people are like, cool, man, that's cool. You've booked 25,000 stages across the world for your clients in over a 15 year period. Yes. And what do they say normally? Yeah, but who's going to want me on their stage? Like, nobody's going to want me on their stage. And like, I don't have this big name. I don't have this big message. I don't have this big anything. And so I want to tell you really quickly, Adam, a Genesis story of how this even was created. You know the story, but there was a gentleman by the name of Daryl Scott. His daughter was the first girl killed at Columbine back in 1999. And he had this powerful message that he wanted to take into the educational system based on his daughter's six diaries and her paper called My Codes, My Ethics, My Codes of Life. And one of my mentors called me and said, Pete, you've got to bring this guy into your town to speak. I was a youth pastor at the time. And I said, cool, I've never heard of him. So dude, listen to my words, a guy hiring a speaker, I've never heard of him. That's what dude, they do think that. And then my mentor, Bob's like, just trust me brought him in. He came and spoke to my kids. Before he got on my stage, he said, Pete, I feel like I can change the school system. I'm just struggling to make that happen. And I was like, cool, man. I think you can too. Like, good luck. And that, I mean, I, I didn't have time to be able to help him. He gets on my stage in front of my kids, my parents, a thousand people in the auditorium. And literally at the end of that presentation, he says, there's five people in your life that you need to let them know parents, the parents in here, your kids in your life. And you, ha- on April 20th, 1999, I had no idea my daughter was going to be the first girl killed that Columbine. No idea. And I had no idea the last conversation I would have had with her was the one prior to that day. And he said, you don't know how long you're here with your kids. And so I want you to do two things. Either go tell them you love them, or if you're not in good standings with them, you go ask them for forgiveness. And literally a couple of weeks later, I got a letter from my dad in the mail. He said, I'm sorry for the father I've been. My grandmother took me away when I was in sixth grade because of the things my dad was doing to me, raising me as a single dad and just the abusive dad that he was. And now I'm 23 years old reading this letter and it says, I'm sorry for the father I've been here. My son is having an impact on hundreds of kids' lives. I can't have an impact on my only son's life. I'm asking you for a second chance to do things right. And he told me he loved me for the very first time in a really, really long time. And I thought to myself, what just happened? And I'm like, one message on a stage changed it all. Same thing, story you said. I mean, different situation, but same story. Bam, elevated you. Same, same that made people take notice of you. Same thing here. My dad finally said he was sorry. So here's what happened. We got that man. I called him. I solicited him. I said, and this is part of that whole system. I'm, a, I'm a leading into grand stage with. I said, Daryl, you got to get this message out to the world. And he said, I've been trying but I don't know how nothing's working. Two things, bright, shiny object syndrome. He was trying to do a bunch of things in the noisy world that everybody else was also trying to do. And he literally just, I mean, he he wasn't known. He wasn't known in the educational system at all. He was known on media because of the shootings, but not in education. And so literally I said, you get on one stage and this is very parallel to Adam's story. You get on one stage. He goes, I don't know how to get on a stage in front of educators. Can you do that for me? And so I started, I was like, okay, I'm a youth pastor. I'll hustle on the sides and figure this out. I started calling. I started emailing. 
I started sending gifts in the mail. I started uh, doing everything. There was no social media, so I couldn't do that. And so I was doing all of these things. And all of a sudden, I got somebody's attention. And I remember her conversation, who's Daryl Scott? There's a reoccurring theme here. Who's Daryl Scott? And as I positioned to tell her, she said, I want him on my stage. She hired him, 400 people in the auditorium, educators who make decisions about bringing school programs back into the schools. And all of a sudden, she hires him. We get paid to be on that stage. At the end of that talk, we give away a free gift. 350 of them turned in that free gift, asking, how can I work with you more? And over the next two weeks, as we quickly went to design a program that didn't exist that day, over the next two weeks, he generated five times the revenues than he had in that organization in the last 12 months. And here's the crazy thing. Fast forward now 15 years, and he's impacting millions of people. He's seen a teen suicide prevented day, a daily, a school shooting prevented monthly. And the crazy thing is, everybody knows him now. They know his message. And it all started with one stage. So why do I tell you that? The system that we created and the system that I taught on Grant Cardone's stage is a system that literally takes, I don't like to say no name. I like to say best kept secrets. People who have a message for this world. I had to create the system starting with Daryl and a handful of other clients that nobody knew. And so I had to build a system that wasn't about showing off their celebrity status or their New York Times bestselling book. I had to show us, I had to build a system around someone who had a powerful message and make sure that people wanted to hire them based on that message, not based on their celebrity status. And so as I taught that at 10X this year, as I taught that at 10X on a stage of 30,000 people, the people were blown away. And then Adam, you'll appreciate this. This answers your question. The very last slide that I brought up was a picture of all 12 speakers. Damon John, uh, John Maxwell, Sarah Blakely, Jesse Itzler, Russell Brunson, Ryan Dice, Grant Cardone, Elena Cardone. I could go on and on. And there were all six on the top and all six on the bottom. Imagine that. Everybody picture that. And then I said, this week, I've been walking around the stadium. My team and I have. And I keep hearing, and then a box goes around my face on the right-hand side with an arrow pointing to me with the question, who is this guy? (laughs) I said, all weekend long, I keep hearing people say, "Who's? I know this guy, I know this gal, I know that guy. Who's Pete Vargas? Who's Pete Vargas? My team and I had a huddle because they were out there with me, and that was the theme. So I played off of it. And I said this, Adam, and this answers your question. I said, Pete Vargas is the guy who just taught you the system. And he's the only guy on that screen that didn't get a personal phone call from Grant or Grant's team inviting them to this stage because of who, like how big they were or who they are, kind of that celebrity status. He's the only guy that didn't get that call. He's the same guy that used the same system to win this stage that I just taught you to win stages in your life. And so Adam, I tell that story because I think the Daryl story is important foundation of I had to build a system over 15 years that really made best kept secrets notice, my friend. I love that, man. I love that story. It really does emphasize that point. And 
you know, I, I want to give you a bit of a, a background to how we got connected because I don't think you know this story. And what I love about you is you have the ability to help anybody get on stages. But not only do you have that ability, Pete, as far as I'm concerned, you are the only person in the world that can do this and knows how to do it. And here's how I know that. I was booked to do a training uh, for a guy in Austin who we both know who's incredibly influential. And in return, he said to me, what's the one thing that you want? And I said, I, I want to speak on more stages. And uh, this was before, before I got introduced to you. And he found 12 experts who could help me supposedly get on stages. And every single one of them, when they saw what I'd already done, you know, they'd seen the stages that I'd spoken on, the fact that I've been on the Today Show and, you know, I've hung out with Steve Harvey and been on his show. The fact that I'd done this before, it caused all of them to, for whatever reason, back out of, of either wanting to help or feeling like they had nothing to give me. And then our mutual friend said, there's only one person for you. And this is the person who 100% can give this to you. And Pete, I know you, you so kindly invited me. And for everyone listening, I, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of personal improvement and trying to, you know, improve my life. Um, and Pete was so kindly invited me to take part in one of his workshops. And Pete, I, I'm going to tell you right now, as someone who, you know, since 2006 has spoken on stages all over the world, who is, you know, a world-renowned public speaker in my own right. You know, I'm, when Sean Stevenson, the late Sean Stevenson uh, gave his last event, I was one of the keynote speakers. I was invited to go and speak there. And that was, you know, without me creating any of the amazing tools that you created, I got that myself. And yet, despite being what I would consider somewhat of a, of a professional public speaker, Pete, I was blown away by everything that you teach. It's step by step, easy to follow. It's actually so simple. I've actually trained my team how to do it on my behalf now, which is crazy. Wow. Yeah. You know, it, it gets really powerful. Thank you for that, man. It gets really powerful when you can take your message and other people can share it as well. So like last week I had one of the guys on our speaking team out on our behalf, our company's behalf, this whole idea of it's not like you have, you have content, you have content. That's not just a personality. Yes. You have such energetic connection to people. So I love that's what, and that's what I referenced at the front end, but you have content that's actually you like about the content. It's not about the personality. It's not like, yeah, Adam's just riling me up. Like it, you actually have like a process. And so when you begin to have a process, the beautiful thing is now all of a sudden people within your company and your organization can share it. And so like that Rachel's challenge story, the gal who was the first girl killed at Columbine, we took her dad and then we actually were able to see as many as 50 different speakers share the same message into the world because of it being about a process of change. We're seeing that right now. Uh, Dean Graziosi and Tony Robbins just hired us to come in and do that and build their speaking team now. So we're actually going to be with 20 of their speakers building their speaking team now. And so that's the beautiful thing is like, it doesn't only have to be you. And here's the thing. I want everybody to know out there, like stages really are the fastest and most predictable way to grow your business. Why predictable? They've been around for 2000 years. They're not going anywhere. Let me tell you why they're not going anywhere because this core central of what they're all about is human connection and connecting with people on a stage. And so therefore 2000 years ago, they worked 2000 years later. I want you to think about all of the marketing strategies between those 2000 years that have come and gone. Like I call it the marketing medium graveyard. Like think about it. Like, you know, somebody yesterday told me, man, I got my, I got a client on MySpace. Well, you ain't getting clients on MySpace anymore. 
Um, (laughs) I got a client doing this. Well, that ain't around anymore. It might've worked for a season. Sometimes the season's like a few months. Sometimes it's a few years. Sometimes it's a few decades. The very rarely is it longer than a few decades. Like rarely, like, let's be honest. The beautiful thing of like most predictable is that. Why is it the fastest? Because in one hour, one hour, you can go from no name to the third ranked, you know, person in that field (laughs) by people voting on it. You can go from no revenues to multiple six figure revenues. That's why it's the fastest in hour. Like you don't have to, it's not a sales cycle of six to 12 months. It's like it happens immediately. And so, and Adam, you know this, but dude, there's digital state. There's so many digital stages, eight different digital stages, eight different physical stages. And I really believe that stages for any of your listeners that have a message, bro, I feel like they will be game changer just like they've been for you. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. And actually, I, w- I want to give you uh, one little thing because obviously, we're, I know you're you're about to go on a flight, so I want to be mindful of your time. But there's something that that I think about when I think about stages a lot and the impact they can have. I feel many people listen to this and they say, "Oh, you know, I couldn't do that. I don't have a measure, and no one cares about my story." Kind of what you were saying earlier. And I think it's really important that people understand that first of all, the number one fear that human beings have, uh, just to get into the psychology hacking of of this opportunity, is the fear of of public speaking. And it's a, a universal fear. Everyone has a fear of it because when you stand out, when you're willing to stand out, there is a chance that you'll be rejected, that people will, you know, not like you for who you are and what you have to say. And that fear tends to hold people back. But actually, when people are being held back, it's an opportunity for those of us who are willing to do the scary thing to stand out from the crowd and be adored and be revered and have people hear our message. And why I think the message is so important. It's like, yeah, sure, it will grow your business. Yeah, sure, it will make you money. Yeah, sure, you could become, you know, a famous expert or number three in the world or or one in the world, whatever it is that you're going to be. But I think actually what you do when you stand on a stage and speak is you give hope. And I think hope is the one thing that really, truly drives human beings. Because if everything sucks, we can become used to life sucking. But as long as there is hope that it will get better, we'll keep pushing. And I think that when you take your story, even if you, I've actually, I got a new client two days ago who's a school teacher and uh, he came to me and he said, you know, I, my life, you know, I'm I'm on, you know, a very low salary. I love what I do. I like helping people. What do I do with that? I was like, dude, you're an educator. There are people getting paid millions of dollars to teach different subjects, to be able to do things. And it turns out that this guy overcame a debilitating speech impediment that would mean he couldn't be a teacher. And he overcame that in his own life and has a step-by-step system to overcome speech impediments. But he developed it for himself so he could be a school teacher. And I said to him, that message has to be shared. You have to get out there and tell people you solved something. How many people right now today are suffering from a speech impediment that would love that cure that that person solved? And to the listeners listening to this, You've solved something. You have a problem in your life that you overcame. And believe it or not, you're the expert at that. And there are other people out there in pain, suffering, who don't know how to solve it. And you hold their hope in your hands. And if you're brave enough to go up on a stage and share that story, you'll change their lives. And I think to me, that's what's so important about what you do, Pete. Mm, Dude. That defines what we do. 
like I had this dream when I was 23 years old and I'm not trying to sound like MLK, but I have this dream that I woke up and I told my wife about it. And she said, tell me about it. I was like, it's never been so vivid and it never felt so true. There were people all across the world sharing their message and nobody knew who I was, but I was the one behind the scenes that had opened up the doors for them to share their message. And you just gave me another extension to my dream so that they could unlock the keys, so they could unlock the doors for the people going through the same problems that they had also overcome. So not only like that's, um, dude, like that's crazy what you just said. Like they hold the keys to unlocking a problem for other people and having the roadmap of how they overcame it themselves. Like, dude, this whole journey is about me figuring out how to get a man on a stage because of him impacting my dad and I's life. So you just said it. I have a moral obligation now to make sure that everybody that's trying to get their message out there can get on stages. And so illustrating what Adam just said, like I have the hope and the key to unlocking messages being expanded. And I just think that's beautiful, man. I always saw like I'm the one behind the scenes. And so I have an indirect connection with all of the stages my students are on, but they also have the key, dude. Like they also have that key. And that's such a beautiful thing. And dude, I'm excited to say, Adam, in the last 18 months, our students have literally booked 47,000 stages, both physical and digital stages in the last 18 months, bro. So crazy big, man. It's absolutely crazy. For everybody listening, uh, Pete's actually done us a, a wonderful thing. He's given us access to a training that talks more about how you can get booked on stages or what you might do if you got booked on stages and how to go about doing it. And we're going to put the link in the description of this podcast. So you can go there, you can click on that link and you can learn a lot more about Pete and about just to find out if speaking on a stage is right for you, if, if you have a message. Um, and what I love about that is, you know, Pete's training actually helps you define the message, helps you create it um, and helps you share it. So if you think that maybe you've had a tough life and maybe you've overcome something or maybe you've got a business that you want to, you know, get more people, get the word out because you think it's going to really make a difference, then I would strongly urge you to click on that link in the description. So Pete, what uh something to give somebody, you know, maybe that, that can help them be more successful or help them, you know, get over their, their fear about, you know, talking on stages or expanding their reach? What would you say? Yeah, man. Well, first I'd say I'm excited. Thank you for yeah that workshop that we're doing, man. It's going to be phenomenal. We do it one time a year. It's a few weeks long and we've charged you know, a few thousand dollars in the past for it. And we're literally going to pull their messages out of them, help them craft that message, help them win stages. We're actually going to give them a few thousand stages that we've already done the research for them and show them how to win those stages. And we're going to help them understand how to create revenues from their genius, their expertise, what they've overcome. We're going to do all of that over the course of a couple of weeks, man. And so yeah, please take advantage of that. Here's my psychology hack for overcoming specific fear to maybe the thought of being on a stage. What happens when you get on a stage and you have a fear, I think it's crazy that people would rather be the person in the casket than the person giving the eulogy. You catch that, Adam? They would rather be dead, was what statistics tell us, than the one on the stage giving the eulogy. I'm like, no, I don't want you in the casket. That means your message is dead with you too in there. And that's what Prince EA said. Most people at age 25, at age 25, die, but they're not buried until they're 75. I think that's wild, man. And so what happens is psychologically and mentally, they start thinking about themselves, their fears, their shakes, their sweats, their 
PowerPoint, they're this, they're that. It's all about my, for me, it was body image. I was 330 pounds. So I had a fear. I avoided speaking when I started this new division of our company, even though I knew how to get people on stages, I was never the guy on a stage. And what I learned, what Michael Hyatt told me, he learned when he overcame his fear, same thing, me and Michael and, you know, everybody else. I mean, a lot of people that I talked to is beginning to shift your mindset around thoughts of me and my fears and my stuff to shifts of them, meaning the audience, the crowd, and your genius. Like if I go from I'm overweight and I can't, like what are people thinking about me? Like I'm nervous, I'm shaking, to man, what happens if that crowd really gets my content today? What does that mean? Well, it probably means thousands of stages. What does thousands of stages mean? Millions of people impacted. Holy cow, make that the central core. So before I meditate and I get on stages, Adam, that's exactly what I do. That's exactly what I do. So as I stood on Grant Cardone's stage and I was, I was scared, bro, 30,000 people. I was afraid. I was shaking. I was sweating. I didn't realize I was sweating. I didn't realize I was shaking because I had to have a handheld. I never use handhelds because I still shake on stage. I still shake on stage. I do. But here's the thing. Before I got on the stage, I began to meditate. And this is my thought, final thought going on the stage. You tell people that your big, hairy, audacious goal is to, to help your students get on a million stages by 2027. That's our big, hairy, audacious goal. That's why I know how many stages our students have been on the last 18 months because we track that every year. I said, if that's your BHAG, do you realize that this audience could do that by themselves in the next three years? And I thought, wow. That means I could hit this big, hairy, audacious goal in two to three years just with this audience if they get my genius today, if they get my content. So that was the final thought. Adam, I went on stage. I was shaking. I didn't know it. I was sweating. I seen the video. I didn't know it. Where in the past, I did know it because it was the central thought of my mind getting on that stage. And dude, at the end of the presentation, as I talked about my dad, who was a terrible dad growing up, I got the opportunity to talk about my dad getting a second chance at 49 and having another kiddo with my mom, my, my stepmom at 48. They got, had a miracle baby. And I talked about the first time that I met my little brother, JT. And I went home and I saw something different in my dad. And my dad was hugging him, loving him, everything differently. And when we were leaving to Colorado to come back home that day, my dad took me by the car before I got in to drive. And he said, I want you to know You'll always be my little boy, but I feel like JT is my second chance to get to do things right. And dude, I, my dad today is the most amazing dad to JT, but he's the most amazing grandfather to my four kids and my sister's three kids. Amazing grandfather. And the beautiful thing is I got to talk about this dad that I forgave and asked me forgiveness. And I got to talk about this amazing dad. And the very first time that he ever heard me share that talk was on Grant Cardone's stage. They brought him on the big screen. He was in tears. He was crying. People got on their feet for my dad that day. And here's what happened. Yeah, it's cool. I had a thousand customers come into our business. I saw multiple seven figures come from that one stage. But the coolest part is one person who wasn't afraid, who overcame their fear of sharing their message, was responsible for the impact that was made on a father's life, which that, he does, that guy who shared that message has no 
idea how many generations that impacts in my one, just my dad's life. And so that is what I want you thinking about when you get on stage is the transformation that you're about to offer those folks, not about you and your fears. I freaking love it, man. Thank you so much. Pete, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Now, if you're new to the podcast and you want to learn more about how to build a smart business, then the absolute best place to start is with my Smart Blueprint ebook. Over 10,000 people have already gone through the book, and it's one of the most comprehensive resources on strategically building and growing your business that you can find anywhere for free. Just visit the smartblueprint.com forward slash ebook to grab a free copy. And I'll see you on the next episode of Smart Businesses Do This.